0: Going Linux, Episode 426, Listener Feedback. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill.
0: Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
0: If you want to send us some feedback, you can use our email address, goinglinux at gmail.com, and our voicemail line, one 468
1: 7889 In today's episode, listener feedback. Hey, Bill. Hey, Larry.
0: How are things going for you?
1: Oh, things are going good. Feeling a little better? Yeah, feeling a lot better. Uh, works uh work uh there we're super busy as I know you guys are at your company so yeah um I think we'll uh we'll survive <laughs> yeah
0: have you been doing anything uh interesting with your Linux distributions or has have other things kept you busy
1: uh I've actually not done too much um I just been so busy with work and uh had and have having some health issues that I finally got those resolved or mostly are. so it's just I haven't had time to really do much of anything except uh just try to get through the day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um no adventures in distro hopping today, so <laughs> No.
1: No adventures in distro hopping. Still running uh the um The Linux Mint version I put on there ages ago and was playing with their customization, Um, but I haven't really touched it in about two weeks just because I just haven't had time.
0: Sure. Yeah, I I know Linux Mint puts together a really good distribution, so um, yeah. Yeah. Uh hopefully you'll be on there until you decide to change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, you know, with
1: me you never know. Yeah. So uh apologize for the uh the lack of episodes uh, as of late, but you know, has with work and uh with health, uh it seems like uh uh there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah.
0: No need to apologize. Um. Okay, so uh, I think this time around we'll give you the opportunity to take the first email. So right. shall we dive right into that one?
1: Yeah, let's dive in. So our listener, Reed, commented on Ubuntu Mate, and Larry's book on uh, Ubuntu Mate also. He wrote, Dear Larry and Bill, still enjoying your show, and my only complaint is that I wish there were more episodes. But I know they are a lot of work— Thanks for the great work and great info. I originally started using Ubuntu Mate years ago just because of your podcast. However, although I've usually maintained a machine with Mate on it, I've also got a little bit of Bill in me. Oh, you poor guy. <laughs> um, I guess I've tried a lot of other uh, stuff, mostly on secondary computers, most recently Manjo and Pop. I even moved my main machine, a System76 desktop, to POP for about a year. But after 22.04 came out, I took the opportunity to return to Ubuntu Mate, and I'm very pleased with it. I also bought your latest book about 22.04, Larry, and found it very useful. I guess my bottom line is that while the Linux world is full of of wonderful stuff and it's fun to keep up with it, you need a daily driver that is is solid and well-supported, a steady frame of reference, and for me, that has been Ubuntu Mate. I also have to say that your show and your books are a huge addition to that feeling of Ubuntu Mate as a solid, trustworthy home base. Please pass on to your listeners that I have found the book a very, a very good investment, even though I have used Ubuntu Mate for many years, I still learn from the book and I think a new user would even get more out of it. You have a very clear, calm writing style and that makes using the software very easy to do. Your books are a nice adjunct to Ubuntu Mate that is lacking in some of the other distros. That's about all. Just wanted to say thanks. Keep up the great work. I rely on your friendly voices and good info. You keep me going, Lynx. Thanks, Larry and Bill. Read. Well, thanks, Reed. And, and yes, yes, Larry does write really well.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for that. Um, yeah, that's the idea. I uh, wanted to make sure that it was clear and you know usable by somebody who's new to Linux due to Ubuntu Mate. Um, or even somebody who's been around for a while using Ubuntu mate and just uh, add some value in some areas that maybe experienced users haven't looked at before, and those kinds of things, so I'm glad you enjoy the book read uh glad you found it valuable and worth the and worth the money. It appears you have purchased the um, the, the print edition. We also have ebook editions as well. And thank you for that purchase. Uh, and yeah, thanks for the kind of brief review of the value of the book for you and the value of Ubuntu Mate, which is the more important thing here. It is a, a really solid, as you put it, solid distribution that you can rely on. So thanks, Reed. It really is. Yep all right okay so reed also wrote in with a review kind of of our review of pop os but he kind of reviews pop os in the process so here we go wanted to thank you for your review of pop os now i know how to write it correctly i agree with most all your observations including the tiling feature i too had it turned off for some reason i have been using pop for about a year and a half But when I finally did try it, I found I liked it and use it all the time on my dual-screen laptop. So, it never hurts to learn something new. I find Pop is a little faster than Ubuntu. Not much. It's just a feeling. Maybe it's just a little more responsive. And so far, it's been solid and reliable. Updates are quick. Like you said, it basically stays out of your way. I'm using POP on my System76 desktop, an older one, predates POP, so it originally came with Ubuntu, and I like it very much on that machine. On my old T120 ThinkPad, though, I think I will move back to Ubuntu Mate when the next LTS comes out. I used Ubuntu Mate for years, and I miss it. It really is a well-supported and flexible distro, and the documentation is great. Wink. Keep up the great work, guys. I never miss your show. You guys are a big plus to my enjoyment of Linux. Read. And Reed actually wrote that before he wrote the previous email, so that's why it may seem a little out of sequence there. Reed, thanks um, for your assessment of Pop OS. And like you said, you are still uh tending towards Ubuntu Mate, but Pop is is a great addition. And Regarding the feeling of it running faster, it's quite possible that it runs faster, especially on the newer hardware that they have, because they've done some work to make sure that it is running more quickly and more efficiently. But sometimes when you get a lightweight distribution, um, the difference in the speed is not so much the actual speed itself. And this may be contributing to it, but rather the fact that they don't have the animated graphics set up. So, for example, um, fading into a a window opening up or showing a window expanding when it's opening up, not to the degree of what you used to see on some of the, the packages that gave you wobbly windows and fire on the screen and things like that, but... You know, there's animation that goes into Ubuntu Mate that doesn't cause a window, for example, to appear immediately on the screen when you click. There's a little bit of an animation, so it takes a fraction of a second longer, but that can add to the feeling of it being a little bit slower. So if you want Ubuntu Mate to seem as fast as it possibly can, if you turn off 3D animation, you may find... That some of those nice-to-have effects aren't there anymore, but things seem to be running a little more snappily, if that's a word. It's a bit more snappy in its performance. So just a a pro tip there if you want to have it seem at least to run a little bit faster.
1: And another thing just to note that, you know, he said he's running Pop on um, an old System 76 yeah. uh, desktop. So uh, Pop OS is designed and tuned to the hardware. Um, and so uh, I'm sure that they've uh, got it getting as much um, performance as they can out of it. And what really surprises me is Pop um, runs As well as it does on uh, other uh, hardware that has been tuned on, one of the things that I I think that is is important to keep in mind is the reason that it feels snappier on Intel and, and NVIDIA is because that's the only two uh, architectures that it supports but Ubuntu Mate supports a all those AMD's the different generations of Intel different generations of Nvidia so it's got a little bit more overhead uh, you a lot of more stuff built into the uh, kernel and so uh, that might be why it seems a little snappier but for the amount of hardware that is supported by the Ubuntu Mate base, uh, I think the performance is incredible. Uh, they've yeah. done a lot.
0: Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. And you know when you're when you're creating a distribution, whether it's Pop or Ubuntu Mate or Fedora or something else, uh, as an organization, you need to take into account. The hardware it's going to be running on. And you need to make allowances for the fact that users may have different hardware in different circumstances. And so when you're building the operating system and how it checks on things before it actually runs the software that makes it work, uh, it's going to take a few extra processing cycles to get those things done. So by using a Pre built distribution rather than baking your own, compiling your own. You're taking advantage of some um, compromises that you can get around by building your own. But, you know, that takes additional skills, additional learning, and it's not the kind of thing that the average computer user can do, let alone wants to do. Uh, and yeah. so the nice thing about Pop, Ubuntu Mate, Fedora, um, SUSE, uh, all of them, is that they're for users who want an operating system that's pre-built, will run on whatever the hardware they put it on, and that's kind of the compromise you you make.
1: And... Yeah. So it takes an extra, uh, couple seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, if that. I mean, a lot of this is milliseconds, but it, it, it shows up in the overall performance for sure.
1: It, it really is, um, it really is astonishing on uh, how much hardware is supported, uh, in the Linux kernel. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because just, just the varying degrees of chipsets and, uh, Video drivers and, you know, just it's, it's mind boggling that anything would work.
0: (laughs) Right. And, you know, that's one of the advantages that Apple has, uh, in that they don't run on any old hardware that's out there. Uh, they have a very defined set of hardware and maybe some of it is older because they need to be compatible with older systems. But because they have control of both hardware and the software, they can make the fine-tuning even finer than you can on Windows or uh, Linux because they they do it all. Uh, that yeah. seems to be shifting a little bit in some of their later hardware, but that's just kind of uh, something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that Pop has the right idea.
0: Mm, uh, yeah, you know,
1: definitely. Let's tu- let- Let's tune our software to our hardware. Make sure everything works and there's no surprises. Uh, a good example of you know how what you described with Apple is you know they just come out with that new M2 chip. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that that thing has been everybody's cr- is, uh, saying how wonderful and how fast it is, but if you don't have to deal with the you know hundreds of different um, configurations and you only have like say six. Uh, yeah you're going to be able to get um, some more performance out of it but the nice part about Linux is if you take the time and you uh you know dive into it you can tune the Linux hardware to run at the absolute best by you know recompiling kernels until it's exactly it only supports what you have on your machine I personally uh I can millisecond and a couple of extra seconds is not gonna bother me, but for right. those who want to squeeze every last ounce of power out of their CPUs, GPUs, uh you can do it on Linux, um but just keep in mind that the kernel the the people that maintain the Linux kernel that makes everything work is uh, they've put a lot of work in, we should thank them because you know there's actually uh, things in the Linux kernel that are there just because they're needed by just some older uh, hardware that's not in massive production but still needs to support. Um, if you were with a commercial company, they would have already yanked that out, uh, and said, you know, we're not supporting anymore. But, you know, they, uh, the, uh, the the people that build this, the, the, maintain and build this kernel for us as Linux users, they, uh, you know, they do accept, uh, feedback and, you know, we should, we should thank them because there's a lot of work in that, uh, in that code. I'm just amazed.
0: Yeah, it's, it is amazing and, Compiling your own software is not for the faint of heart. It does take mm-hmm. some learning and skill set. And you can, it's not difficult. Technically, it's uh, something you have to learn. But once you learn it, it's not difficult to do. Uh, and it provides some tremendous advantages. And in fact, you know, Linux is used on spacecraft, planetary rovers. The rovers that went to the moon and the way they can run those complex systems with very little RAM and very little software is by doing the compiling and tuning it to exactly the one thing that it's designed to do. And that is to run that rover or run that spacecraft or whatever it is. So, you know, there's some prime examples of what you can do with Linux if you take the time to learn the details. And as we go into some of the other uh, emails today, we'll have some links to tutorials, and we'll have a comment from somebody who does some of those tutorials that will help you learn to do some of that stuff.
1: Awesome. But, you know, uh, the last thing on this subject, what is the most impressive of... All this um, and why open source is so uh, awesome is that you do have the ability to dig in and do as much or as little as you want on your system.
0: Right. You can use it as is or you can dig in and build your own.
1: Yep. So our next email comes from our engineer minion Ambrose. If you remember, we anointed him in our last listener feedback episode. He wrote about the experience. So he went, gentlemen, I'm honored. I waited so long, I had hoped for something like high, adept, or splendid order of the third planet. But Engineer Minion is beyond my wildest hopes. Today, by courier, I received the golden ball certificate and, of course, the ceremonial ring. I wept good night and good luck Ambrose. uh just so you know Ambrose, that ceremonial ring cost us a lot of time and effort we uh we had what we spent about two dollars on those pop rock uh, rings Larry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and gold embossing plastic is not easy <laughs> no it,
1: that, that that was that was tough and uh so, I guess that courier we paid actually, uh, did accept, uh, the, uh, Dogecoin.
0: Congratulations, uh, Ambrose. I know we're all kidding, but, um yeah, you, you, you earned engineer minion title. So, uh, bask in the glory. There you
1: go. Yes. Th- that, that <laughs> title you can now put on your stationary, uh, engineer minion and, uh, it's yours for life. There you Congratulations, go. Congratulations. And, uh, I look forward to many more uh, articles where my eyes just gloss over that you've written.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Um Our next email moving right along is from Pam. Hi there. Heard about your website from Linux in the Hamshack website. Uh, we'll have a link to that in our show notes, of course. I've wanted to go Linux for several years. Now I want to install Linux and have been reading instructions on your website. My first concern is that my Windows OS has not been updated since 2020. Because I don't use my PC due to resistance to Windows software, instead, I use an iPad all the time. My initial problem on the PC might be that the virus protection on the PC is way out of date. Not Uncommon. So when I updated the virus checker, the OS will also want to update, which takes several hours, even though my PC is only five years old and its processor should be fast. Question one. Is there any way around the virus concern? And parenthetically, to just get rid of the Linux install, or must I deal with the long update to Windows before I can download the Linux boot file to a flash drive? Also, I will be glad to subscribe to you when I get this project underway. For now, we'll focus on preparing to install getting a USB ready for boot. Question two. Will my PC be a dual boot setup even after Linux has been installed? What I prefer is to eliminate all traces of Windows OS. Is that even possible? Thank you for your advice. Pam in Arkansas. Well, um, Pam, let me take the first question, and then I'll let Bill answer the second question. Is there a way around the virus concern? Um, yeah, just install Linux. You don't need to wait for Windows to update. You may need to install Rufus or something else. We have some information on our website as to what you can use to install Linux. And... um Yeah, just skip over the updates for Windows, especially since you've said you want to completely eliminate it. There's no point. It's just going to waste your time and have no value whatsoever.
1: And question two. Will your PC be a dual boot? Well, Pam, I have great news. It is super easy to nuke Windows OS. I've done it even when I didn't even try but when you are doing your install it will ask you do you want to do set this up as a dual boot or do you want to use all the hard drives uh for your linux if you pick you want to use the entire uh drive it will automatically Kick Windows out and and set up your partitions for you. And most of it's what I call automagical, but uh, it's all be automatic. lady um, did she tell us which Linux she's using? No, nope, not at all. Okay, so if, she, if you're using an Ubuntu base, it will be very straightforward because they all operate pretty much the same. Uh, just follow the prompts and answer questions, and it's very clear. It'll ask you, do you want to dual boot or do you want to uh, just yeah, install Linux? If you click just install Linux, it will take care of all the hard work for you, all the heavy lifting. It will just eradicate Windows and install a fresh Linux uh install and set it up for you and you're good to go
0: yeah absolutely uh and you know we have instructions on how to do that uh in a number of different places uh, first of all you can find it in the book that we'll have a link to in the show notes uh and although you can purchase the book for the latest version of Ubuntu Mate, which is the 22.04 version. Um, if you are on a budget and are not willing to spend some money, you can get one of the older versions of uh, the book. It includes recommendations on what software to use for installing on Windows that you can create a USB drive for. That really hasn't changed between the latest edition of the book and the version of the book before that. So you should be able to download for free using Ubuntu Mate and its applications, the 21.04 version, and skip right down to the how to obtain and install Ubuntu Mate section of that and that'll help you out so um, take a look at that and that will walk you through Uh, back to what bill was just saying about it offering or to install as dual boot or to nuke and pave basically Uh, it may not be worded exactly that way uh, so it may say things like do you want to install Ubuntu Mate next to Windows or along with Windows? That's dual Um uh, Or the other alternative is wording something like, do you want to... Delete the previous operating system and use the entire disk for uh, Ubuntu Mate, which is the new and pays option. And it sounds like that's the one you want to choose. So um, take a look at the the instructions there. The other place, other than the books, um, there is the Ubuntu Mate community site. That's Ubuntu-Mate-M-A-T-E. dot community, not dot com, but dot community. Uh, And there are some instructions that you can search for there on how to obtain Ubuntu Mate and install it right there on the website. I'll uh, include a link to that in the show notes as well. So a couple of free locations to get that information on how to get it installed.
1: Yeah, and if you have any questions, you can always ask for help in the... uh, um community section and they're always very uh, helpful so yep. you you have you have resources that you can uh look at and get help if you need it. Yep. So our next email come from Michael and the frugal computer guy provided this feedback on the top command. He wrote, "Hello Bill, I was just listening to Going Linux episode 423, and you mentioned you use the top command. I have a couple of tutorials about the top command, and if you have 10 minutes, I would appreciate if you could watch the first, about 10 minutes long, and let me know what you think. And he provides a link to the YouTube uh, uh, channel. I, he said, I also have a web page for more Linux command uh, line tutorials here, when he gives the link for that also. They are all free to watch. In the past, Larry has reviewed some of my tutorials at my request and always had kind things to say about them. And I have a f- uh, link f- for Going Links podcast on my site that has been there for a long time. And he gives the link to his, uh, his website. Um, I don't know how many people have clicked on it, but hopefully a lot. Regards, Michael. Michael, I will be honored to watch that and give you some feedback on, um, on the tutorials. Um, I think I might have watched one of them a long time ago. Uh, probably not this one, of course, but, uh, I thought it was pretty good. So I, I'll look at it, uh, actually today and, uh, I'll send you some feedback on it.
0: Yeah. And I've actually taken a look at that and I remember when we did some of the review of the Frugal Computer Guy website and the tutorials, uh, looking at something similar to this. Um, and I learned a lot just watching this one video, uh, things that I didn't know Top was capable of. I didn't know about the ability to have it display in different colors. Um, I didn't d- know that. Yeah, and it goes through that. It goes through how to display additional information Then. What you see uh, just running the top command, there are some things you can do once you've got it running to change what Hmm. it displays, abbreviate some things, expand some things. Lots to learn in there. And it just takes 10 minutes. And there are a lot more tutorials on a lot more topics there. Some of the tutorials include how to move from Windows XP to Linux, how to use Vim how to use the commit Linux command line, and using top is part of that Linux command line. That is accessible from their website by going to the one of the four buttons at the top for tutorials. Uh, if you go to the home page uh, on their website, you'll see that there is um, a, a lot there. Uh, and there's a link specifically to the last 10 updates <laughs> to their tutorials oh, right there wow. on that, on, on that homepage. That's but awesome. the to- tutorials page, you'll find lots and lots and lots of tutorials. Uh, there are video tutorials on things like database software, spreadsheets, word processing, presentation software, and that's just the office based things. Um, and then, office productivity and alternatives to purchase software and other places to find free software like Fosshub and File Hippo and uh, various others. So lots and lots of resources. And uh, I can tell that our, uh, our, our dear friend Michael spends a lot of time curating uh, all of this that he is putting together. Another fine resource for, people learning to use Linux. Uh, And uh, some of it is, you know, cross-platform for sure, like the Office suite. You can run that on Mac or Windows as well. So it's not like it's just Linux tutorials, although all of the examples are using Linux as far as I can tell. But an excellent source of uh, reference, uh, helping you to understand Linux as an operating system, and even down to using the details of the command line with lots of different tutorials there. So, uh, Michael, thanks for the great resource, and we're happy to help help you promote that.
1: Absolutely. I look forward to seeing your latest uh, productions.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that's it for our emails for this time around, Bill. All right. Um. Our next episode should be another in our series we started on Welcome to Linux. And we'll have more on that as we dig into it in our next episode on 427. But until then, as always, go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We provide the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73.